slack guy. Before I start the podcast, I just want to address one thing that I've seen flat out on social media over the last week, and that's the situation where the Conservative Party have decided not to continue the free school meals for children, um, despite the best efforts of footballer Marcus Rashford. Now, a lot of people are getting on the back of the Conservatives, getting at them, saying, oh, this is so fucking sly, what are you doing? But, you know, I'm just hating on them as, as usual. But I just want to come out and say something a bit different. I want to say, you know what, maybe we should just be a bit more supportive of the Conservatives. Maybe we should look at it and go, you know what, these guys, they are sticking to their guns, they are sticking to their principles, and that is evidently that they hate children. You know, that is their belief. They hate kids and they are sticking to it. Now, to be fair to them, to look at it from their point of view, kids don't really contribute a lot to society. You know, if you're you're a capitalist, you want the money coming in. Kids nowadays don't do it. Like in the glory days, for talk's sake, the Victorian era, kids would have been out earning their crust, quite literally. If they wanted fed, they worked for it. They'd be out in the workhouses or they'd be out in the street pickpocketing, whereas kids nowadays are just in their bedrooms on the Xbox or TikToking. It's totally different. It's BS, but the Conservatives are saying, no, you know what? If you want your dough kids, go go you and get it. And some people are going to say, yeah, but the, the, the MPs at the Houses of Parliament are having their lunches subsidised. And yes, Technically, the MPs are maybe a lot of them on six figures. They could probably afford their lunch, but that's not the point. Their meals are being subsidised so they can get into the into Parliament and make the decisions. And that decision is to keep starving kids. That's what they're all about, and they're sticking to it. And I think you know what? Maybe fair play. You know, maybe fair play to them about that. They like being Victorian, they like that traditional style, and in that style, Marcus Rashford is there like Oliver Twist with his little bowl, just going up to, to, to Boris Johnson, who's Mr. Bumble, and he's just going, please, sir, can I have some more? And then Mr. Bumble's just going, bloody well, fuck off. No, you can't. No, you absolutely bloody well can't. And that's that's what they do, and that is fair. And people are all getting in the back saying, oh, it's sly, guys, come on. It is what it is. And at least on the bright side of that, for everybody getting at the Conservatives, some of them have stood up and fought on behalf of the Conservative Party. Like, take an MP called Ben Bradley, for example. He put it on social media. He said, listen, if you give working-class families money, it mightn't even go to kids' food. It could potentially end up, and this is a quote that he said, in crack dens or in brothels. And now that's something I didn't think about. I'm like, I don't even know. You know what? If I was given extra money, would I put that towards my children or would I go to crack dens and brothels? Who knows? You know, but the option is there. And as well as that, people have decided, you know what, we're not having it. Rather than just getting at it at the government, slabbering at them, like restaurants and cafes have decided to do something about it. They've decided, you know what, we're going to put food parcels together and we're just going to send it out there to the kids. But you know what? That hasn't passed over the Tories, no. Because there is a, a another MP whose name is Celine. I think Celine Saxby, Ben, is that? Can you check? Celine Saxby? I think that's her name. She put a post up and she said, you know what, if these restaurants and cafes are giving out free meals, they shouldn't be entitled to government grants. They don't need it. So she's not only saying the kids should be starving, she's saying that the restaurants that are trying to help should be suffering as well. And that is the Tory mindset. A fair play to, have you checked that, Ben, is it? Yep, Celine 
Selene Saxby. You know, that is her name, Selene Saxby, which, to be honest, sounds like the pro-evolution version of Gillian Maxwell. And to be, to be fair, both Gillian Maxwell and Selene Saxby love nothing more than sitting back and watching kids get fucked. Anyway, welcome to the Sci Guy Podcast with me, Dave Elliott. Wow, that's the weirdest, longest intro I've given. But this is where we're at. Welcome once again to the podcast. How are we all feeling? Ben, how are you feeling today? Fantastic. Fantastic. Excellent. I am delighted to be back. I'm delighted to be here. I'm delighted to be in the midst of lockdown two. Is it week two or week three? I don't even know. Who knows anymore? All I know is the Amazon man is at my door thrice daily buying bringing me gifts, all kinds of things. I got the point of ordered so many things on Amazon. I don't know what's coming anymore. I, you know what? Do you want to guess what I got today? I got three items from Amazon today. I'll give you a million quid if you can guess what all three were. Go. Football. Wrong. Um, reusable straws. Wrong. Um, GoPro. Close, but wrong. What I got was a cover for my gas bottle. Because apparently it's not safe to have your gas bottle in your garage. So I was told over the weekend, I got a cord to hang pictures up with. And I got the memoirs of Matthew McConaughey. So that's what I what I got today from Amazon. And it's great. You know, I'm enjoying it. I know what's coming now. I'm just, I'm just leaning into it. I'm embracing it. I'm stuck in my house with my wife and my two children. And it's great. Just great to be out of the house here doing the podcast, really. Because... Um, my daughter, who is a month old this week, um, her and I haven't been seeing eye to eye. Let's just say there's been some things that have happened in the last week that, that have made us, made a relationship a little bit um, fraught. And the main thing was she started being a shit. She started just crying all the time and it was just getting a wee bit much. So during the week this week, I inadvertently, I must say, got revenge. I've spoken about this on my Patreon podcast this week at length. So if you want to hear exactly more about that, get over to Patreon and subscribe there. It's a, it's a riveting story. But um, long story short, I woke in the middle of the night. She wouldn't settle in bed. I thought, you know what? I don't want to disturb my wife, my, my eldest. I'll just go downstairs, look after her, give her a nurse, maybe watch a wee bit of Netflix myself, you know, whatever. Netflix, babe station, potato, potato, whatever. But I bring her down. I give her some milk, sell her, that's fine. But it's half asleep, so I go downstairs, Went into the kitchen, made a bottle up, just put the stuff in, half asleep, fine. Brought her into the living room, sat down, took the lid off, bottled her. What I did not realise was my wife had taken the teat out of the bottle, which means I just basically went through the effort of making a bottle and just fucked it into my newborn baby's face at four in the morning. And I ended up soaked, she ended up soaked, she was screaming, I was screaming, don't know why I was screaming, but I was, and it was just a really traumatic experience. And since then, we have not really been, uh, we've not really been best of friends, myself and uh, the daughter, so hopefully now in time we will, you know, bond further and, and we'll like each other, but as it stands, she thinks I'm a piece of shit and you know, I can't really, I can't really lie about that. Now again... Is that down to me being sleepy? Is that down to me being negligent? Or is that down to the clocks changing time? Who knows? I'm going to blame the clocks. Because it's one of the things that I do is is that I do not take responsibility for anything. So if I fuck up, it's it's definitely not going to be my fault. It's going to be my, my four-week-old daughter. It's going to be the clocks. It's going to be anything but me. And hence why I am the original sly guy. So there we are. And... 
yeah, I'm just delighted. Delighted to be out of the house. Delighted to be locked down. I just don't know what, what to do. I'm, I'm a bit distracted today with the podcast because all I want to do is get home and get into bed with Matthew McConaughey and read his memoirs, not to have sex with them because obviously it's locked down. So I can't, I, I'm not gay also, but that's neither here nor there. But I'm just trying to enjoy myself, you know, trying to have fun, trying to make the podcast as fun as I can and just trying to enjoy um, myself a bit more because I've been better this week. I've been a better angry man and and not in an in a hateful way not in a way whereby you're like oh he's just he's just you know why people put status up being like oh my god i need pay he needs to get out of my life he's so have you seen things like this people just put status up don't explain who it's about or why just being like oh my god he's so fucking negative if you've got friends like this in your life who needs fucking enemies full stop and enemy emoji i'm not that kind of guy but i'm just you know i'm just getting I think because we're, we're stuck in again, I'm just looking at things, getting annoyed. Like, one thing that I used to really enjoy, like, the first time I saw it, I thought, this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Now, I hate anything to do with it. And that's that guy. Have you seen the video of the guy who was, like, just this bald, kind of, like, middle-aged sort of Hispanic dude on a skateboard drinking cranberry juice and listening to Fleetwood Mac? Very chilled. I saw that for the first time and I thought to myself... That's a vibe. I like that guy. He's chilling. He's probably too old to be on a skateboard. You're looking at him probably going, you know, if you fall off there, I'm guessing he's in America, probably doesn't have access to too, too good health care. You know, likelihood is he's going to end up probably permanently maiming himself. But I liked what he was doing. He was just drinking cranberry juice, just listening to Fleetwood Mac, just skateboarding, albeit it looked like into a full motorway. But good luck to him. He seems to be fine. I thought that was really cool. I like to see that. Then after that, the retort was Mick Fleetwood himself from Fleetwood Mac did something similar, paid homage to this Mexican-looking dude. Maybe he's not Mexican, maybe I'm racist. Don't care. But he did it, and I thought, that's really that's really great. Now, about two weeks later, every fucking Tom, Dick and Harry is doing it. And any time I see someone doing it, I just do hope that they are on a skateboard and they do pay too much attention to their cranberry juice and just go head on the traffic. Because it is the least enjoyable thing ever I don't know if any of you guys get things like this before where you see something and you like it and then once everyone just does it you're just going just end it and that made me really annoyed and then whenever I got annoyed at people doing that and just seeing it all the time and like we suggested videos I started seeing another thing which again it's weird what I look up obviously on Instagram that these are the two suggesting that was one thing of just people doing this and the second was just loads of videos of The Rock like, not Chris Rock, The Rock. And he was just on... And, like, I'm a fan of The Rock. I like him as a guy. But as I sort of got into this weird mood, I started looking at The Rock and started thinking to myself, he's a strange dude. Like, do you ever, do you ever think that, Ben, that The Rock's a weird guy or do you just think he's, like, a real motivational dude? He's borderline. Yeah, because, like, he, he's one of the most successful dudes in the world, no doubt. He's, like, the, the highest grossing movie star in the world. I think he is, like... I want to say the second most followed person, no, third most followed person maybe on Instagram. Do you know who number one is? Nope. Cristiano Ronaldo. Number two is that wee singer. What you call her? Can't remember her name because I'm, I'm old. She's got straight hair and she wears like wee chokies and um, or it's not Demi Lovato. I've got her stuck in my head. The other one... Um, there was a bomb at her concert. That's all I know. 
She's second, and then The Rock. But The Rock's a very popular dude, alright? What is her name? Ariana fucking Grande, that's what she's called. Fuck's sake, Ben. The one with the straight hair. Yes, the one with straight hair. She should have guessed um, her, and then The Rock's three. But everyone follows The Rock for, like, fitness and, like, workout goals and, like, motivation goals, and he's always, like, focused on this, organised for that. But then I started looking at, like the times he does things like he sets up he's like I'm in my gym obviously the eyebrow I'm in my gym at four in the morning you're like that's that's an early riser he's up to get it so to speak he's up getting his workout in before he goes to shoot a movie or produce a movie that's grand does all that stuff but then he puts on the flip side of that he's got a, a tequila company at the minute and he's just like putting up videos again that are about like half three in the morning so he must get up four work out go for a day's work and then just start drinking in the middle of the night, and I started thinking, like, what does what do would his wife say? You know, if she's up in bed, would she be like, Dwayne, would you ever just fuck come upstairs and come to bed? Like, she's up there probably sleeping. He's down there getting into tequila half three in the morning, and she's probably going, like, what the fuck are you doing? You're you're like a 45 year old dude. Get upstairs, get to bed, stop fucking doing all this weird shit that you're doing. She's probably like, he's like, listen. I'm earning money, I'm having a good time, I need to relax, alright, I'm a busy man. And she's like, but you're working out in literally half an hour, can you not make a fucking stroganoff and drink tequila that hour a day? It's weird. You know, maybe that's just a thought that I have. Maybe people out there like Dave, you're the one that's weird, thinking that The Rock is weird. But look at The Rock's timestamps. Tell me it's not a functioning alcoholic, a high elite level functioning alcoholic. The guy's fucking doing 10 glasses of tequila at 2 in the morning. And then he's just pumping weights at four in the morning. Like, I mean, he is, he's elite level. He's got, I, I was going to say he's an elite level functional alcoholic, but he's got an elite level problem. And then also his wife must just be like, imagine you speak to her mates actually. Is your, what are you up to? Oh, would you chill how much the weekend? No, because Dwayne was up to fucking three in the morning boozing. And then next thing you know, half four, he's just down in the Iron Paradise just doing deadlifts. Spoken, what in between sets? People see the video and think that's so motivational because he's working out so hard, he's making himself bulk. Nah, he's just gargled. You know, that's what he's at. And again, it's a very strange um, segue to go from that's an annoying Fleetwood Mac thing to The Rock. And I guess it's just the nature of the podcast. You know, this is why it's a Sly Guy podcast. It was the weird podcast, but now it's a Sly Guy podcast. There are elements of weird in there. And I, I am sorry about that. Um, but listen, people enjoy the podcast. And if you're one of the ones who enjoy it, please get over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the podcast. It means the world. The more people that review, the better this podcast is received. The better it is for myself, better it is for Ben. Ben's actually homeless currently and that this is the only time he gets any shelter is by coming in here with me so by getting on to the subscribing to the podcast rating and reviewing getting on patreon you're actually providing meals for ben let alone school meals for his kids just literally meals for him you know at the moment ben's feeding his kids very much like like a bird would feed his ben is eating the food and then he's <laughs> he gets finger right down there and he's just vomiting not even in this kid's mouth, just onto their face. And they are trying to just get some sustenance from it. Just trying to p- But it's not a way to live, is it, Ben? Not really. It's not a way to live. Oh, yeah. You're doing your best, but it's not a way to live. So please rate and review the podcast. That would really help. Um, and this week I got a new review, and it was um, from Dan, believe it or not. 
And Dan's full name, I'll give him his correct terms, Dan, the one and only man. Now, I don't know whether it should be a comment there, it should be Dan, the one and only man, or else Dan, quite literally, the only man, which is possible. And Dan said, whoa, Big Papa Dave always delivers, much like a metaphoric and literal postman. Or the Amazon man works either way. The switch from Monday to Thursday was a stroke of pure genius. It gives me a lift and reminds me that cold beers and the weekend are just around the corner. The most underrated podcast in the world. He said country, but I've changed that to world because, you know, just it's a glow up. You know, that's what we're doing. We're up in it. But thank you very much, Dan, to the one and only man. I appreciate that. And if you guys want to be like Dan, the one and only man too, get yourselves over and I'll read it out in the podcast. That's one of the, the segments that I have. You know, because it's such an original, top quality drawing segment, that. But do it. And I said before, if you want Ben's children to be fed, get over to Patreon. Um, if you're over on Patreon, it's not just a case of, you know, food tickets for him. It's not school meals. You know, it's not a fuck the Tories. It's a, it's a, an actual, it's, it, it's a hub, isn't it, for additional content. I wanted to say secrets there. I was going to say, if you go over to Patreon, subscribe, you're just going to be joining me in a wee secrets club where I'm just telling loads of secrets but basically what you do get is one extra bonus podcast every week and additional um, and additional content so that's going to be there the, the podcast I know some people kicked off a wee bit about the podcast moving from a Monday to a Thursday people were like oh it's the start of my week and I'm like okay you OCD freak but if you want to just you know get that Monday hit you could do one of two things you could subscribe to Patreon and there you will get the bonus podcast or you could just keep the Thursday podcast to Monday and not be a fucking weirdo you know do that but definitely get over there it's only five dollars going to be more stuff going on there there's an additional podcast there's video content there's tasters there's stand-up there's loads of stuff over there, so get over, check that out. I'm actually going to record a little video after this, Ben, aren't we? Unless it's too late. But then again, he's got no home to go to, so what's it matter? Um, but yeah, we're, we're getting over there, and I would just say thanks to everyone who is over on the Patreon, and thanks also to our sponsors, who once again are Manscaped. As you know, support for the Sly Guy podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best. Not, not just one of the best, the best. They're not the rock. The third best, they're Cristiano Ronaldo, the best in below the belt male grooming. Manscaped offer precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Listen, we're in a second lockdown. There's not a lot of fun to be had. Why not get the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 and just fucking trim crop circles in and around your dick and balls? Even get your wife, your boyfriend, your partner. I was going to say your children. Don't get your children to do her. Maybe get your, your grandparents and just get them to rip your arse wide. Not rip, that sounds aggressive. Just pull slightly your arse so it's wide open. So it's a blank canvas of pubes. And just take this baby here, the Lawnmower 3.0, and just make memories. Just trim your taint and balls and arse and have the time of your life with the lawnmower 3.0 because it is the number one tool, the best hair trimmer for your balls ever and it's the new and improved lawnmower 3.0. The third generation trimmer features cutting edge ceramic blades to reduce manscaping incidents and thanks to the advanced skin safe technology this is premium gear and if you're looking for a guy that knows premium gear it's me some of the features include a battery that can last up to 90 minutes so if you want to make a whole fucking experience of shaving you can do that it's waterproof you can do it on land you can do it in the sea you can do it in the shower even if you're on that boat that was hijacked by pirates off the isle of wight during the week 
you could have had your Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 and you could have shaved whether you were in the boat or whether you're in the water. And I know I said weather there, but I meant weather, so fuck up, right? And let's not forget one of the coolest features that there is. It's a little LED light. So not only do you get to see your balls being shaved real good, also if you were on that ship and it did get hijacked, you could use it as a wee torch, albeit the baddies would be able to hear you coming and be like, is there a weird wee sort of firefly coming at me here? Yes. And listen, if that's not enough, you get this sweet stand as well to show everybody that you look after your balls. So if people are coming to your house, I don't know who's calling to your house, you maybe have like Jehovah's Witnesses trying to bring the good word to your front door. Well, maybe they'll come in and they'll try to give you the, the good word. They'll see you shave your balls and they'll give you a BJ as well. That's potential. And that's all down to Manscaped. And if you want to get sucked off by Jehovah's Witnesses, you need to get over to manscaped.com and use the, the discount code SLYGUY for the 20% off and free shipping. That's all capitals, SLYGUY at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping with the code SLYGUY at manscaped.com. Your balls, your friends, your family, your colleagues, maybe even some deceased relatives will thank you. <laughs> and, as always, the Sly Guy Podcast is brought to you by Modest Beer. Modest are an independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers. Brewed and canned right here in Hollywood County Down, Modest are on a journey with one clear goal in mind. And that is to get you pissed. No, it's to bring exceptional brews to the local craft beer market. They're not here to revolutionise the market. No, just to add to it with a brand that is joyous, responsible, honest, and Ben... Modest. 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 If you're keen to know more, contact Modest Beer on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Simply at Modest Beer. Or go to the website, www.modestbeer.co.uk to find your nearest stockist and get it into you. And then when you're blitzed, Get the fucking lawnmower 3.0 out. Just ram it up your hoop to shave it, not for play. But I mean, in fact, you know what? It vibrates. Stick it up your arse if you want and it's waterproof. Fucking right, guys. Just use the code Sly Guy. Get your dough. Feed Ben's kids. Drink modest. Let's all have fucking Barney. Ben, how long have I been talking shit for, my friend? About 20 minutes. About 20 minutes? Fuck. Where am I going to get another 20 minutes from? I'll tell you where. Listeners' questions. Guys... I've been too excited today. I drank a coffee on the way down here. I lost a run on myself. And now I've just shit through all the things I wanted to talk about already. But luckily, the listeners, you guys, have come in with too many questions this week. But it's what we're here for. Um, The first question comes from Paddy Barnes. And that's right. It is the Paddy Barnes. And that's the calibre of listeners we have now on this podcast. Quite literally, we have... Olympic medalists listening to this podcast and Olympic medalists, Olympians, people of the highest echelon are listening to this podcast and Paddy Barnes is one of those guys coming with premium questions and Paddy's question this week is how do you stop a dog from riding your leg? Um, I don't know whether that's coming directly from Paddy asking for help and that that's a problem that he, he, he faces quite a lot or whether he just is, is just looking some advice should that issue um ever happen what i would say to do if a dog is riding your leg now obviously i am a, a dog person i used to have um a dog mr charlie all the way from china you know he was actually a spy for the chinese government but 
you know, as soon as I found out that he was a spy for the Chinese government, I had him put down. You know, we used it, the, 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 we said it a bit holly, but, you know, literally what happened was I just was like, oh, you're working for the Chinese government, are you? Uh-huh. That's not fake news. Dead. You know, and then weirdly since he could put down coronavirus, and I, I'm not saying it's a coincidence, um, but it definitely is. But if a dog was riding my leg, what I would do is one of two things. I would either hit it with the back of the hand, because if you'd hit it this way, like... And I might be able to bite your fingers, but you hit it the back of the hand, you're technically beating the dog off, which brings me on to my second point, is is bring the dog to climax. If you're going to be humping, being humped by a dog, you don't want to be embarrassed with people being around you and seeing a dog humping your leg. You don't want to be the little bitch of a dog. So what I suggest you do is just get down on your hands and knees, pretend you're in Debenhams, okay, pretend you're in Debenhams, pretend you're getting a sample, like, I mean, I don't know, if I don't think you can do this anymore, because of COVID, but I know in the olden days, if you're in Debenhams, you could have just gone in and had a wee, wee, a wee, a wee taste of, of lipstick, just to see how it looks, so pretend you're in Debenhams in the good old days, just get down, blue dog, you see a little lipstick poking out, and just, just put it around your lips, you know, and then eventually you'll be like, hmm, it's nice. Then just pop, pop it in for a wee bit. And then the dog will be so shocked in her eyes that it'll no longer need to hump your legs. And maybe, or maybe not, you'll have, I don't know, canine ejaculate in your mouth. But that's not for me to say. But that's what I recommend you do, do, Patty. So go for that. Um, and again, that could be an achievement that you could be equally as proud of as the Olympics that you've attended, you know, you could have you could have satisfied a dog and become almost like Caesar, the dog whisperer, but slightly different, you know. So go for that. Um, Nathan Cons- Nathan Cosilia has said, "Hey Dave, what do you think is the funniest or most ridiculous place name in Northern Ireland? Gilly Gooley and a Hockle are surely contenders." Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of places that that would stand out. As being, do you know any places in Northern Ireland with weird names, Ben, that would spring to mind? Yeah, I might, I might, I might do that myself. You know, I might actually get get onto the old, uh, old internet here and have a goosey gander to see some weird names. But, um, I think a hockle is always, um, is always one that that appears because it, um, is where my granny was actually originally from, and then she went to the Shankle because she's a fucking hun bastard, but. That's where she where she originated as a hockle, and if you ask, I would ask Shane to say a hockle, he can't do it. So you know he's a pockle, if you will. Did you find any over there? Yeah, ring stem. Rings, ring stem. Ring stem. Rings end, like the end of your ring. Ring stem. Or ring send, or it could be rings end. It, it's either, either. yeah. So rings end. Where is rings end? Uh, London Dairy. Okay, so it's in both places. And what else do you have as well as rings end? Trailcock. <laughs> Well, that's trail cocks. What I have to do if I'm not wearing any boxers, just trail cock along the floor because <laughs> it's so big in Carrickfergus. Where, where else, Ben? That's so vulgar. I'm sorry if my mother listens to this. Um, Craig a dick. Craig a dick. Yeah, yeah Craig a dick. I know plenty of Craigs who are dicks. In fact, so that makes sense. Um, Semi cock road. <laughs> I mean, what I like is the idea of people naming these roads back in the day. What do you want to call this? Called Semi Cock Road. Why? I was like, because just some guy had a had a, 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 a mini dick running down the street naked one day, and he thought, that's the time I saw it. Not a semi-erection, no, a semi-cock, quite literally. Semi-cock road. And where's semi-cock road? Uh, Ballamoney. money. See if, if any of you guys out there are semi-cock guys and you live there, please get in touch. 
with uh, with the the podcast by going on Patreon and do, doing it that way. Um, any others? Or is that the end of it? Semi cocker will be hard to beat. Sent you one because I want to see how you would pronounce this. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me have a look. I like the idea of semi cock road. Um, let me see. Is it on WhatsApp just? Yep. Whoa. <laughs> I think it looks like Strangle a Willy. Yeah. Which, I mean, and where is Strangle a Willy? Uh, Tyrone. Tyrone, nice. I mean, Strangle a Willy is maybe something you'd imagine people from Tyrone referring to a wank as. But um, yeah, Strangle a Willy is pretty good. Is that, is that it? Um, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Bollocks? I love that Bollocks. Where are you from? Bollocks. And I mean, no, don't be rude. Where are you from? What the fuck? And I'm from Bollocks. And there's a lower Bollocks and an upper Bollocks. A lower Bollocks and an upper Bollocks. And you know what? See if you have a lower Bollocks and an upper Bollocks. What you could do is once again get the lawnmower 3.0 out and just trim your lower Bollocks and your upper Bollocks. I mean, that's great. Is, was there actually a website? Just a weird place names? Yeah, Bills to Fry. I have a big list of them. Oh, that's fantastic. All right, give us one more and we'll move on. Right. But that's, that's it. Of Muff, yeah. No, you know I've been in Muff plenty of times um, before. Great place, you know, um, by the sea. So you often go to Muff, you, you do get a quite a, a whiff of a fish. You know, it's it's a very nice coastal town, beautiful place um, to be. But yeah, Nathan, thank you for that question. That Well, actually, uh, if anyone's ever been to Strangle a Willy, Upper Lower Ballocks, Semi Cock Road, please let us know. I'd be very keen to hear a bit more about that. Jimmy Blobby has said, Hola, Big Davy." You mentioned that you had uh, time to play a bit of World of Warcraft. I was just wondering what race and class you picked. And are you Horde or the Sly Alliance? Jamie, I just want to say I said that as an entire joke. Um, it was very much tongue-in-cheek. I didn't mean it. A lot of things I say in this podcast, believe it or not, are quite tongue-in-cheek. I don't mean a lot of them. You know, some things I do mean, you know, um, some things I don't. You know, depending on how, if someone listening would find something I say offensive, I don't mean it. You know, if if they, you know, it's fine. So that way, it gets me out of a lot of trouble. But I mean, I just want to say to you, Jamie, no offense, but if you play World of Warcraft, you're a fucking nerd. All right. Um, and if I were to pick what race and class I would be, I'd be conservative, and I would starve the children, and then I would shave their wee heads with my razor as long as you use the coat once they've starved. Too dark. Um, Stone's dodgy mullet. Mm. I said, afternoon, Papa Shango. I was wondering if you had any thoughts on the likes of Jim Core, Ian Brown and Noel Gallagher thinking to themselves, I reckon I know the score of these government twats. Dangerous opinions, surely. What I'm going to say about this, I've said it before in this podcast, it is not a... It is not a conspiracy podcast. I like to think of myself... I mean, to an extent, and, and Ben, would you agree, one of one of the great thinkers of our time? Okay, shut up. Um, I think that the whole... Too many people are have not enough to do. These guys are all just happen to be musicians, which, you know, a lot of... One of my mates in the Conservative Party, Rishi Sunak, would be like, lads, get a fucking other job, would you? Retrain and do something. Get your bonces out of the fucking dark web and into the real world. Because Jim Core, not well in the head. Ian Brown, you know, probably not too well. Noel Gallagher, fried on drugs, I'd probably say. But, um, you know, I just think anybody who thinks COVID is fake or it's all a conspiracy, you know, if you're a scientist, yes. If you're a virologist, yes, I'll listen to you. If you're just some dude who sings with his sisters, fuck off. 
that's all I can say. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to listen to a guy that is, to be fair, probably the third sexiest in the course tell me that I, I'm, I shouldn't have to be forced to wear a mask. I don't mind wearing a mask. I wear a mask, you know, to go and get milk or to go and get bread. I also wear a mask for pleasure, albeit it wouldn't be a coronavirus safe mask and there is a zip across the mouth, which probably defeats the whole purpose. Luckily enough, there is a ball that comes with said mask that fits both into your mouth and into your anus for pleasure and function. So, I mean, I just think that they're dangerous opinions. But again, if anyone has a narrative they want to follow on social media or if there's a belief that they have and they want to sort of substantiate that, they just follow people the same views and then they go on and they see the same things. They see the algorithms and it's what they want to believe. So if you believe that coronavirus is fake, you know, you can you can get other people who are also mentally unwell saying that as well. Um, but I think those guys are definitely twats. I don't know about dangerous, but twats for sure. Um, Hugh Gordon has said, what do you think of Scooter's new single, Fuck 2020? I mean, have you heard that? No. It's great. Do you like Scooter? Yeah, well, it's just basically, imagine classic Scooter, just with, fuck 2020, and that's basically it, and you know what, I have a lot of time for Scooter, I like them, they're German, they're sort of, they're all kind of a wee bit ambiguous with their sexuality, they like to dabble in drinking drugs, they're interesting guys, I like Scooter, I'll go and see them live, and I like their grasp of the English language, and I like that song, fuck 2020 and again it's spelt wrong because there's no U in it there should be a big fucking U in the middle of fuck not FCK it just means fuck 2020 which is just sounds like something you would do if you'd just been eating too much fucking tobacco <coughs> disgusting Johnny Bo has said if you could be in any horror film which one would it be and what's your plan for survival Um, that's a hard question because I think you mean if I could be in any horror film I think you want me to be like on the the victim end. You know, if I were to be in a horror film of my choice, I would be, you know, one of the like bad dudes. You know, I'd be one of the like killer guys just because they always, you know, at least have a bit of crack before they die, you know. And I mean, I'm not saying that I'd be into killing people, but if those guys are like Michael Myers for talk's sake, he has an interest, his hobbies. He put down, what are you interested in, Michael? Probably, you know, exercising because he's very strong. So pumping weights would be one thing. He'd be like, I like, I like a gym. I like, you know, just being by myself and also like murdering my sisters. You know, that's what he's into. So if I was Michael Myers, I too would be into that. Um, and he doesn't seem to die. So quite like, uh, you know, and Halloween's a, a favourite film of mine as well. So probably like to be in that. But if my, I wouldn't survive Michael Myers because nobody can. So if I wanted to be in something that I could survive, I would probably be in The Exorcist because I just ignore that little weird girl. You know what I mean? Just be like, there's a real weird girl having a problem down the street. You know, there's a bit of a want about her. I'll just not go around her house. You know what I mean? I think that's probably the mode for survival. Be like, fuck, you see your woman down the road? Fucking, she's a bit of a header. You know, that's exactly as far as it would be. And then you'd obviously see the priest being fucked out the window down the steps. You'd be like, oh, bollocks, maybe I'll definitely avoid that. Um, But, but yeah, in terms of my favourite horror film, I know it's not the question, it is Halloween. I actually used to be terrified of Michael Myers growing up because for some reason, I don't know why my thought process was that um, I thought he would come and get me, which is weird because his sole goal is to kill his sister. So I don't know why in my sort of youth, I would have thought as soon as he'd cleared up his sisters, he'd be like, you know what I need to do now? And I'd be like, what's up, Michael? I need to go on Skyscanner. I need to get flights. I need to go to Belfast. I need to then 
get on a bus because he could probably not have the dough on him to get a taxi and then have to do a few stops and come to Bangor to kill me. It's nonsensical. Um, but yeah, if I was in any horror film, probably one of the ones where it's just loading naked people. Um, Dara said, hope I'm not too late to ask a question. Well, Dara, you're not. Davy, hope everything's all good. <laughs> As a fluent Irish speaker myself, I am truly flattered at your attempts to grasp the language. I mean, I'm going to say, Dara, I'm offended by the use of the word attempt. Um, now, I would rather have you have used the Irish for attempt in there, but, I mean, you know, I, th- I think maybe that's where the problem is. If you're a fluent Irish speaker, the translation from Irish to English has kind of gone a bit awry. And I think what you mean is, I'm truly flattered at your mastery of the Irish language. But what inspired you to take up the language? Have a great day, Ash. Um, I appreciate that. Um, I just feel like a lot of people over here find the Irish language to be stigmatised for one or another. I don't think that you should necessarily hate something because you don't understand it, you know what I mean? And I think, yes, there are times where the Irish language may or may not have been used by groups who are pretty sectarian to, you know, maybe distance themselves from non-Irish speakers, but what I thought, rather than close my mind and have people being abusive and hateful towards it, I thought, you know what, I open my mind, so if ever I'm out in public and I see, like, you know, Jerry Adams talking to somebody in Irish, I'll know what he's gossiping about, I'll be able to hear the sort of bitching he's doing about, like, other Sinn Feiners, you know? So um, I, that's kind of what inspired me, and also I felt like um, there's not enough funding in the arts at the minute for you know, writing scripts or submitting ideas. So I thought, you know, why not take from the Specialist Irish Language Fund as well? So I've learned Irish and um, I'm rewriting the uh, classic film Jaws and it will, of course, in Irish be known as And Jaws. So that'll hopefully be with people very soon. And then once I finish with Jaws, I hope to make that other classic, E.T., which will be, of course, known as E.T.-ish, which will be a great... Great, great film. I mean, whoever thought they would see E.T. the Extraterrestrial in Irish? I didn't. I didn't know I needed it. Now I've said it. I, I definitely, definitely need it. Patrick Quinn has said, Can you say toy boat ten times really fast with no mistakes? Yes. Chris Kavanagh has said, Hi, Papa. Mr. Danish back again. Even after the frankly brutal but sexy torrent of abuse last week, keeping me keen, you big cum bear, I've been out exploring my small slice of Denmark and their vision of the National Trust is DSD, Nordyland. I mean, definitely uh, employ somebody to work in the PR side of things because that's a ridiculous name. If I find out that they have any links with the National Trust, then should I cut all ties or has the beef been buried between you and the official ambassador and nature's terrorists slash nice guys, depending on the beef? Love you always, Papa. Don't catch any viruses. Thanks, Chris. I just want to say, you know what? I had been... I, I mean, I know the exact figures. My um, posts on social media when I was National Trusting for a few weeks in a row there saw an increase in membership of 73% of the National Trust in those two weeks. Um, National Trust properties are flourishing. Um, Animals are actually coming back to the woods. And in fact, there are now um, species of squirrel that had been um, extinct are now back in um, Mount Stewart. And also, uh, I think you'll find bears 
are back um, and Lions now in um, in the Carcarreed Rope Bridge as well and it's quite a strange thing to see but that I have been told is indeed a fact and also the Port, Port uh, Stuart Strand now has dragons all because of me bringing animals back the National Trust, yet somehow somebody in the PR team of the National Trust thought that this guy who's associated with this podcast mightn't be the best ambassador. And listen, I am a mature guy, I'm a grown-up, I'm an adult, I'm a father, I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a lover, um, you know, I'm a, a deity maybe, and I just feel that, you know, as a mature adult... I just want to say that the beef with the National Trust, um, it, it's 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 pressed on my end, but I feel like they're the ones with the fucking problem and they need to apologise to me. And until they fucking do, they can suck my balls. All right? But thanks for bringing it up, Chris. But listen, I will come to Denmark if DSD Nordyland want me over there as a representative, as some sort of exchange programme. I will do that. And I will make a video series called Fuck the National Trust and I will do it from Denmark and I'll be like the man himself, Julian Assange, in Denmark, just waving at the National Trust. You know, that'll be me. Uh, Johnny Maxwell said, Why did Boytown really break up? Also, what's your favourite sex position? Um, very funny. Um, Boytown broke up because, um, you know, it j- just wasn't fun anymore, to be totally honest. It wasn't, it became a chore. And I think whenever you're doing stuff like this, as soon as it becomes a chore, bin it. And I mean, I think, you know, in many respects, cutting ties with Boytown has been the best thing that's happened to me in terms of podcasting because I've been able to put the effort that I was applying to Boytown into this and it's it's been going well and people have been, you know, listening. The listener figures are going up. People are sharing the podcast across social media. It's great. It's exciting. And, yeah, just I just hope to keep pushing it. So, again, Boytown was fun while it lasted and I think it'll come back whenever, you know, Whenever Shane stops using hard drugs. But whenever that happens, I believe it'll come back. Chris Porter said, My English girlfriend used to do impressions of me saying fuck's sake. And I always told her that it was almost a caricature version of our accent and not realistic and that she was being really sly. That was until I heard you say it and now she thinks that she's correct in her impression of me. But what I want to know is how would you describe what a Belfast spide is to a lady from Essex suburbs and what has made you say fuck's sake this week? Um, I mean, if I want to come across, put across what a spide is, a spide is effectively a proper chav. Like an English smick is nowhere near as good as a fucking Belfast spade. Belfast spies are a special breed. They're they are the only breed of um of person, of animal, of creature on this earth that will survive the meteor hitting this earth. The spies will be the one thing it'll survive. Because spies, they have no regard for their own health, no regard for their own safety. They smoke, they drive bicycles with no hands. They're just crazy and they just knock fuck out each other and just buck all day and drink buck fast and snort coke and what I'm saying is they live the dream. If you are listening in England, you're like, what is this sort of utopian world we dream of? That is the world that spies live in. They're just a special brand of chaff. It's speak like this, you know? So are no. And what is weird about a spy is they are also irresistible to all women. For some reason, a girl would rather 
go out with a guy that looks at her and goes, all right, bro, than they would, than if it was a good guy with a good job, with a good heart. They'd rather have a smick with a big dick than they would just a guy with a good heart. And that says an awful lot about the society we live in. But at the end of the day, smicks, the, the, you know, they're, they're not there for the long run. You know, they're there you know, for for a short time there, for a good time, not a long time, but they're a great bunch and have a lot of time for smicks. And I also just want to point out Ben as a smick, so I'm sorry if I've offended offended you there as well. But in terms of saying fuck's sake, what's made me say fuck's sake has been so many things. The Tories, Fleetwood Mac, The Rock, Buckin' Milk in my daughter's face. And, you know, just, just, just this week in general has been a real fuck's sake of a week. My wife, I mean, I shouldn't say this on a public podcast because all I ever do on Patreon is Slater, but she's just been in a strop all week and whenever she's in a strop, I'm in a strop. You know what I mean? It's hard to just tiptoe around the house. And why is she being in a strop, I hear you ask? I'll tell you why. Because I bought her a Fitbit for her birthday because she asked for it and she's decided to challenge me in steps every day and every day I've outstepped her and she's outslept me. So then her arguments being like, you're lazy. And you're always asleep. Total fabrications. I never stop. I'm like The Rock, except I don't drink tequila. I drink brandy. I drink vodka. I drink buckfast and champagne. And also don't work out at four in the morning. All right, but that's the problem. I think she's annoyed at the fact that I move more than her. I exercise more than her and I sleep less than her. She'd always be like, you're so lazy. And you're sitting in your fat hole and you just sleep in. Nah, I'm always awake and I'm always moving. I'm perpetual motion. Never stop. I'm like Roberto Firmino of life. i just always on the go. And by the way, Chris, I think you should look at your girlfriend right now and just go fuck's sake. Just see what she says. And then what I would like you to do is next week, I want you to send me a video or a sound clip of her attempt at saying fuck's sake and I will judge that for you. McTay has said, what's more offensive, burps or farts? The ultimate thing you can do is get somebody, even yourself, if you're flexible enough, to fart into your own mouth, which triggers a burp. That's the ultimate offensive. You can't get more offensive than that. If you can flip yourself around like some sort of like acrobat, just in your face, then nothing beats that for more offensive. Um, but I think farts are always funny. Burps aren't funny. Farts are always a little bit funny. So I'd say more offensive are burps, because now I, I think it's definitely a thing as you get older, burps are fucking stinking. So yeah, for me, I'd rather I'd rather a, a fart than a burp. Um, but you know what, smack people for either. Michael Kerr said, hey Dave, what's your favourite sex position? Um, you know what, That's, I answered this one last week, but I'll answer it again. My favourite sex position is just any sex, because I'm desperate, all right? Um, Kevin Sheehan has said, at what age should you stop saluting magpies? I mean, never stop saluting them because if you see one magpie and you don't ask him how his wife is, your life is about to take a very sinister turn. I feel like magpies, why is there not a horror movie called Magpies? You know, why is there not a movie about them? Because in many respects, magpies are like the movie um, Final Destination. If you don't say, hello Mr. Magpie, how's your wife? And then spit, which is rude, terrible things will happen to you and I think you know unless you want terrible things to keep happening to you you should just stop saluting them but if you want good things to happen to you Kevin just keep saluting them um Wes Boyd has said what are a few of the best non-national trust Northern Ireland beauty spots asking for a friend that's the weirdest example of asking for a friend there's nothing wrong with asking 
where's a good non-national trust place? It's not like you're asking, like Michael Kerr, what my favourite sex position is. You know, just say where are some other places of national beauty that aren't national trust. I was actually at Silent Valley at the weekend there. It's not national trust. It's council owned. Ugh, gross, tramps. But um, we went there and it was a good walk. Um, it was nice to get out with the whole family as well. Myself and the three girls. See, when I say that, it makes me just want to kill myself. Three, oh, three girls. My head are going to be turned. I'm going to be the most... I'm going to be just beaten into submission about everything. My life's going to be a torture. I'm going to have teenage girls in the house. They're going to be wanting to be, Daddy, can you take me to the concerts? And I'm going to be like, yes, because I do love boy bands. But like, who are you going to see? And they'll be like, this really weird one. And they'll be like, oh, and BTS. I'll be like, I'm there. I'll do that. But I just, I hate the thought of them being teenagers. Not that I don't want them to be teenagers, but I just hate the thought of it. And boyfriends and problems and tears and being upset at things and people hurting their feelings. I hate the thought of that. Whereas if I just had boys, I could just beat them up. You know, I could smack them into being fucking tough. Or, but again, if you're a boy, you don't have to be tough. You can talk about your feelings. Fuck's sake, it's only a comedy podcast. Get off my back. Stop fucking writing comments, being a dick. I'm joking, fucking hell. Um, but yeah, Silent Valley was nice. Montalto's supposed to be nice. I know a lot of people go there. I haven't been there myself because... I've found out you have to pay to get in there too and I'm not going to be a National Trust guy and then pay into somewhere else as well but I'll definitely do that at some point. And then in terms of where I like to go, I, I, I just like Bangor. Bangor is a great place. I like to go around there. I like to just be around Ballyhome Beach and just, you know, have a nice time. You know, I think that's that's something that interests me. And speaking of Bangor, Andy has said, I recently moved to your kingdom of Bangor. Any recommendations on some local places to support during this lockdown? And Ben seemed to have you at home. It was in Bangor, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, and is there anywhere it springs to mind? Any places you'd recommend people go on? I, I know my places I like to go. And again, it's maybe more of a where you would spot me kind of thing because I know a lot of people want to get like photographs or whatever. It's fine. But um, where sort of places do you go? Let's say a bar that you like. Pick a bar, pick a restaurant, pick a takeaway and pick an activity in the Bangor area. So we'll go bar first. Donegan's, what do you like about Donegan's? It's a nice vibe. Down there, nice and chilled. It's chilled. Do you like the grub in there too, the drinks? Yeah. Yes, that's good. What restaurant would you go for? Um, probably the most recent one, Cafe Brasilia. Cafe Brasilia? Oh, not Cafe Brasilia anymore, it's totally different. Is it the, the one, Marina. Marina, yeah, it was quite nice. I've been there myself, yeah. And what about a takeaway? Um, Gaze. Sorry, pardon? Gaze. Gaze? On the Grand Tour. Oh, oh, sorry. Gay. Listen to Mr. Toth. Gaze. Like, I think you mean gaze is what you mean. Um, Gaze. I was like, listen, I have eaten out of plenty of gays in my time. I'd be keen for that as well. But yeah, gaze for any of the sort of more uh, working class in us. Or gays <laughs> if you're a tough like this guy. And then last but not least, an activity in the Bangor area you'd like. Ballyhome Beach is quite nice. Yes, Home Beach. Just any, again, I don't know why I'm saying this to the listeners, um, but if I die... I'd like my ashes scattered on Ballyhome Beach. Alright, not in the water because I don't want to just be freezing forever. But at the beach so dogs can shit on me, alright? So please do that. That would be great for me. I like, um, what do I say first? Bars? I go for, where do I, it's hard to pick. I go for the Esplanade. I like to go to the Esplanade because I like to look out 
under the Ballyhome Bay because that's where I want to die and be better. No, I don't want to die there. I want to be scattered there. Um, and like my my ashes will be very big. It'll be like almost a coal bunker of of ash. Um, so there, and I say in terms of restaurants, I like the Jamaica Inn again along that, that sort of stretch of area. Takeaway, I've said in this podcast before, Bebe Adrianos Mexicanos. It is the best burrito you're gonna get. It's nicer than any other mainstream burrito slinger establishment that'll call you man dude and I don't want to name it because I don't want to get sued and then an activity other than Ballyhome Beach what's a fun thing to do Ward Park there you go it's something outside it's a good place a lot of space you can have a good time there you can watch Snow Patrol because they're always fucking putting up gigs out there Um, and yeah you can just feed the ducks if you fuck all else to do your day Um, so that's what I would say you do but in terms of banger Congratulations to you moving there. Um, as as a lot of people know, since I've moved to Bangor, there's been a real um push on the council to you know increase the plans to redevelop the the front of of Bangor and the marina and the, and the seafront, and that is all down to me. So again, you're welcome, guys, and uh, Andy, you're welcome as well. I'm glad you've moved to join me. And the last question, um, I think how long have we talked now? Yeah, Boom. Naomi Mitchell has said, if you could be a fly on the wall to any celeb's house, who would you want to spy slash perv on? Now, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think you're being pretty sexy here. I think you're wanting to know what sort of, you know, sexy things I like to perv. Because, again, you've got to perv on sexy things. So I think, you know, I would like to probably, you know, if I had to, if I had to be a fly, and so, I mean, I would probably go on Kelly Brooks' wall or Nicole Scherzinger's wall. I'd be keen to, you know, just more than anything, not to be a perv, just to see what kind of, you know, beauty regime they use, what they use in their because their skin is, is fabulous. So those two would definitely be two people. Probably Matthew McConaughey as well, because I'm, I'm kind of into him as well. Not in a gay way, but just like, again, skin. I like to just look at a lot of people's skin, you know, and in many respects, I'm a bit like the guy from the Chainsaw Massacre. I like skin, you know, um, but... If it could be in any celebrity's house, I would just like to see what they're like other than Pervin. Um, I'd like to see what Trump's like in his kecks. You know, I like the idea that you only ever see Donald Trump in a suit. So I'd like to see, like, what what does he lie and watch, you know, Black Mirror in? Does he wear, does he have, like, a, does he have a dressing gown? Does he have his kecks? Does he have a vest? You know, how does Trump be relaxed? I don't know. Um, who would you, whose diddies would you like to see, Ben? Nicole Scherzinger will listen ben, if Ben and I were made into flies we would go on her wall but again I wouldn't like to be a fly because you can't really you know I, I'm going to say jack off if you're a fly but again that would be highly inappropriate if you're just a full human on a wall beating off um, but yeah I mean I think I've dug myself an appropriate hole there um, to finish the podcast with so guys um, if you've enjoyed the podcast please rate and review if you want to see more stupidity Get over to Patreon, Sly Guy Podcast with Dave Elliott. Um, I say if you enjoy an episode, share it out there. You know, let more people see. Tell somebody about it. Spread the good word because I say we're moving on. We're moving onwards and upwards and forwards and backwards. And no matter what, don't feed children. All right? Don't fucking do it. See you next week, guys. Bye. I'm the Sly Guy.